Welcome to the Easy Point Podcast. Today, we discuss a much-requested topic, how to fly to Israel, using miles, cash for both business and economy. I also wanted to announce that on Wednesday, December 20th, at a to-be-determined location in Manhattan, there will be an Easy Point Live event geared for startups, helping small businesses and startups maximize their miles and points and know what credit cards to get. If you're interested in checking that out, check the show notes and go to the Facebook page, fb.com slash easypointconsulting for more details. Morning, Jason. Zach, how are we doing there? Doing well, doing well. Just got the SVG business card this morning, so things are good. Nice. Nice. You got that in the mail? Got it in the mail, yeah. It's good stuff. I always like those uh, those credit cards that come in the big envelopes, and you just tear apart all that paper and just get right to the card for the rest yeah. of Yeah. Yeah, Amex knows how to pack their their cards. <laughs> you get like you get like a huge package sometimes in the mail. Like my wife tells me, like you got a package. I'm like package. I'm not expecting a package. Yeah, the UPS came. You know, package everything. <laughs> I come home. It's, it's like a thick box, and it's like a box in a box, and there's you know that reserve card in there, that you know platinum card. Just throw the box out and take the platinum. Anyway, (laughs) today we're going to talk about a hot button item for, I think, a lot of our listeners. We've gotten two questions about it so far, actually. Booking flights uh, from the U.S. to to Tel Aviv with a focus on kind of from the New York area. So I know you do this a lot for your clients. So do you want to give the audience a little bit of a framework for how they should think about both using cash and miles to travel over there? Sure. You know, you're absolutely right. I get I get that route out all the time. Actually, um, a few minutes ago, a uh, a client called me about that route. It's a very hot route. It's it's very lucrative. Um, it can get expensive, and there is some miles options. Fortunately, there are some. There are many actually. So let's. I'm going to break it down into two things. Um, a would be the cash options, and B would be the miles option. So, you know, people call me, they have miles, they want to book, you know, Jason, get me a flight. I have SPG, I have Chase, I have Amex points. I want to go to Israel, me and my wife business. I'm like, you know what? Let's just take a step back. Miles might not be, <laughs> might not, might not be the best way to do this. Yeah. Um, so if you're booking far out and you don't mind the stop, cash is a very good option. Usually if you're, um, there's Turkish airlines, that fare is usually about 27, 28 far out. There is all the European airlines. They're, you know, low threes, usually right around 3,000, low threes, um, if you don't mind the stop in Europe. Even the direct, Delta, LL, United, far out, they're, you know, usually the low threes. So if a, if a flight to Israel is $3,000, and you're getting it at some sort of a discount, whether you have an Amex Platinum card that gives you back the 35%, or whether you have a Chase Reserve that you're getting 1.5 points per dollar. Whoa, what's up there? You're getting 3x on travel, so you're going to get a 3x points per dollar. I'm so, I'm so sorry. What I meant okay. is um, okay. what I meant, Zach, is that when you want to redeem Chase points. You're and if the ticket is three thousand dollars, 
Oh, I see. You're not gonna, you're not gonna but spend. Yeah, but you should never. Yeah. I mean, I I would I would never advise like a client to to use Chase Points on a ticket like that with all the transfer partners. But that's neither here nor there. Right. Just your your average like street guy that just wants to use his Chase Points. I feel like getting the 1.5 with the Chase Reserve is actually a very good value because otherwise. They're getting. They're usually getting horrible value by transferring them to BA or Southwest, or uh, you know they're not. They're not always getting great value. If they if they're really in the game and they know how to get better value, that's one thing. But it, your average person that just opens a Sapphire a reserve and has some points and does some monthly spending, they don't always know how to get. The, you know, I, I a lot of times advise people to use their Chase points at a rate of one point five. Um, so I guess you're fair, right. Fair, fair enough. But we also, you know, you're, you're more of a kind of a full service travel agent where I'm specifically advising people on miles and points stuff. So different, different clientele. That's right. That's right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start with some of the, the, the good miles options and, um, which typically are not available, but like I said, if you're savvy and you know where to look and you're, and you're booking far out enough or close in enough sometimes, uh, some of these options are available. So the cheapest miles that I know of offhand to book that route is Agent Agent Airlines, um, which is a transfer partner of SPG. It's not instant. So you've either got to have it sitting already or transfer with the hopes that the seat you you want is still going to be available. How's availability on Asian? So it's a it's the star it's the same as any Starlines airline. So I actually let's just do it a let's pick a date, Zach. Um, okay. So you you wanted to go to Israel from New York City, and I'm using Aeroplan website to search for availability. Why am I using Aeroplan? I could use United. I can use a different. Uh, Surge, but I think Aeroplan is very accurate and shows some more options that United Airlines does not show. So let's say I'm not going to do New Year's time or December Hanukkah. I'm going to do let's say February. I'm going to I want to go I want to go first week in February. I want to go February sixth, the Tuesday. Let's do a one way to start with JFK Tel Aviv. Now with Aeroplan, you have to you can't put it in New York City. That's the that's the bummer. Aeroplan, yeah. you got to put in JFK or Newark, I put in JFK. I do a well, one-way to tell you. There's, gonna, there's more United availability from Newark, right? That's with United, but I, yeah. I think it's more availability in general with the other European airlines, Swiss, Austrian. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay, so here's a great option. I see Swiss business, which an aeroplan is charging 82,500 miles, but with Asian airlines, it's just going to be 45. Um, so that is a fantastic option. Here's the catch. With Aeroplan or let's say United Miles, I will not pay the fuel surcharges. So the taxes on this ticket, Aeroplan wants 82,500 miles plus $27 for a business class seat to Israel through Swiss yeah. Airlines. That's great. That's great. If you're going to yeah. book this with Asian Miles, you're going to pay, I want to say about easily four, 
to 450 in fuel surcharges. So you got to really do the math to see if the savings of the miles is worth it for you more than the the cash that you're laying out. Yeah, and that's okay. that's a per- that's a personal decision for everyone where it's like, you know, for me like with my personal miles or kind of my access to other miles that I, I know I could kind of use, I'm going to, you know, the cents per point for me is going to be much higher than maybe the average person. That's right. So it, it really, it's a really case by case thing and the fuel surcharges can vary uh, based on the airline, based on the routes, based on the direction, like Swiss, for example, it's funny. You, you have um, fuel surcharges from New York city to Tel Aviv. is going to be one price, like 400 or more. And they return Tel Aviv to New York is going to be less like 250. So yeah, he sometimes pays even to book it as two one ways. I've also seen, besides for Swiss, I'm seeing Turkish airlines available. I'm seeing I'm seeing um, Austrian. Um, with Lufthansa, they typically open up closer to the flight, like within a couple of weeks, officially within 15 days. Mm-hmm. So Star Alliance has good availability to Israel, 45,000 miles with Agent. 57,500 miles with Singapore, although that could be changing soon. I heard there's devaluation coming. You heard of that? Yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard the rumor. I don't. Is 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 it? Are the details confirmed? I didn't. I. It's a confirmed devaluation. I just don't know the the rates, <laughs> what's changing, and everything. Um, frankly, I'm not. I don't book with Singapore that often, so. I'm more. I broker it once in a while, but I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't book with these with Singapore that often. So um, right mm-hmm. now, at least it's fifty-seven and a half Singapore plus the fuel surcharges, and then United seventy or eighty. Air Canada's eighty-two and a half, which is not terrible. Miles and more is a bit is like ninety, but it could be that it's if you have an Israeli account, if you're if you're registered in Israel, then I think it's cheaper than it than it codes Israel as Europe or something like that. Yeah. Well, I also you know, know that, that? There, there, yeah, there's kind of a sweet spot if you use like the Air France uh, frequent flyer program, where Tel Aviv is yeah part of part of Europe for in terms of mileage redemptions. So it, you know it's the same it's the same to book miles to go from New York to. Paris as it is to go from New York to Paris to Tel Aviv. That's correct. So it's always sixty-two and a half U.S. to Europe or U.S. And, and you're and you're in a, you're in a great. Uh, well, what what do you do? You get a lifeline seat from Paris to Tel Aviv? Probably not. But the, um, the pro- sorry, pardon? do you okay. get a lifeline seat from uh, Paris to Tel Aviv? So here's the thing. With Air France, it's it can be tricky. You, you you know you always hear Air France, great airline and everything. Air France on their A380 uh, planes, the business class is not even a lie flat seat. It's a brand new plane, A380, but they didn't put in a, a lie flat seat. It's it what? reclines quite a bit. Yeah, Google wow. That. I've 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 one of the few business class flights I've taken has been on the Air France. I guess it's a 787, maybe. And that that was definitely life flat. It was probably the best business class I've been in my life. But I guess not on the A three eighty. Right. The the triple seven is is um is life flat, I believe. 
here. Let's let's just take a look. I'm just Googling uh, JFK to Paris. Air France has in the Boeing 777. It says it's a lie flat, lie flat seat. In the, uh, it's also 777. Air A380. The A380, angled flat seat. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. It's really, yeah. Uh, is this, is that just because they have first class? They're trying to upsell you on that. I don't know. It seems, it seems mm. crazy, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure they thought. I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer for them. They're not. They, I don't know if they're doing great as an airline. Their first class is, is amazing. Their first class is one top rated, maybe number one mm. out there. But they have a nice amount of business travelers, and uh, it's the new product. I mean, the triple seven, which is. The older plane ha- has life flat, you know. Why don't they put in the eighth reading? But who knows? So, if you're going to do Air France from New York or from anywhere, from uh, LA or from Chicago, wherever you're going to do, you're going to connect in Paris. You want to try to get the the life flat seat, which is the triple seven. And so, let's just go back for a second. We talked about miles. New York or U.S. to Tel Aviv. Um, I gave some. I gave some uh, options for Star Alliance. So now let's talk about. You know, you mentioned Air France. Let's talk about the Sky Team options. Okay, Zach. Let's do it. Okay, so New York, or for that matter, anywhere in the U.S. to Tel Aviv. With Air France flying Blue Miles is sixty two and a half thousand, which is a good deal. Wait, so um, if you're if you're based in LA, it's sixty two. Yep. Okay, so so this is definitely you know I know it's a, a decent sweep out for the East Coast, but if you're if you're on the West Coast, it's kind of that's like a mandatory thing. You get some really good value there uh, if you're flying business. Be honest, flights from West Coast to Tel Aviv are sometimes cheaper than the. I'm talking cash revenue fares. Oh, wow. the, the West the West Coast is sometimes cheaper. I think that the New York market is overpriced. And mm-hmm. if you look around for flights from other gateway cities in North America, LAX, Toronto, Chicago, Miami, etc., or even the East Coast like Boston or DC, mm-hmm. you'll find the fares both in economy and many times also in business are going to be cheaper than going from New York. Wow. So I would definitely check the cash tickets as well before you use your miles. Okay. Now Air France. Yeah. So LA, so it's, it's, it doesn't matter where you're going from. As long as it's uh, from the U.S. or North America to Tel Aviv, it's going to be 62,500. You're going to connect in Paris if you're taking Air France. You're going to connect in Amsterdam. If you're taking KLM, which I think they're both good good airlines, mm-hmm. you also they might put you on a Alitalia through you know Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also yeah, that's, a a, good that's a great product. That's a great product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sixty-two and a half. Now you, there'll be some fuel surcharges. It could be a couple hundred bucks at least in each each direction. It could be two, three hundred bucks, uh-huh. um, which that's something to bear in mind. So. If you're talking 125,000 miles and you're talking 500 bucks in fuel surcharges, you might want to also take a look at that $3,000 cash fare where you yeah. can use 
you know, you can earn a boatload of miles and yeah. it's not a huge difference. Prices yeah, online I, th- are, I know, think generally coming from the U.S. using miles, again, for the savvy consumer is going to be a pretty poor choice. Because even if, let's say, you value some of these, you know, transferable point currencies like Chase or Amex at like one and a half cents, you know, when you add the fuel charges in, now you're talking like minimum, minimum, like in the low 2000s. And then you kind of have the opportunity cost of, okay, that's a lot of miles. I could have probably used those miles for another place better. So when the cash price and the business class tickets are so cheap, it it almost makes sense to, to, to use that. And I, I also have a theory about why. Israel, like mileage availability is very poor, but business class is very cheap and economy, it's hard to get great deals on it. So, you know, you have, you have a discerning market that is traveling to Israel where they're not necessarily willing to just, you know, pay or expense the business class tickets like a lot of other premium routes around the world. And maybe you have a higher percentage of, of people that are traveling to Israel that kind of know what to do with their miles. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Jason. That's a good point, actually. Israel is a unique market. It's mainly leisure, though there is a fair portion of business class travelers. It's hard to say. It's uh, it's honestly hard to say. There's for sure a lot of people trying to use miles on that route, on that route, no question. I think that it's a it's a great route for the airlines. Like they're not they're not they're filling up planes. The the flights are full. There's 60 seats in the new Polaris business class on United. The plane has 60 business class seats. Go, I challenge you to go, you know, <laughs> follow the, the trend. Go and try to buy, see how many seats are open on these flights. Most of them are full. Most of them are sold out. And there's people on the upgrade list, uh, list waiting to get upgraded. They don't get upgraded. Most of them are full. So I'm not sure. I'm just sharing a couple of thoughts. People you want to use their miles. People want to use upgrades. It's, it's just people that are a bit more savvy than your average other routes, I think. Yeah, that's for sure. So, sorry, I cut you off in the middle of uh, talking about the Sky Team Alliance. Let's get back to it. Okay. So, so see, I think if we're doing Sky Team, um, we have Delta, which Miles Saver on the. Uh, the New York television is never available ever. Like not one day a year, not half a day a year. It's never, ever available. So that's out. What else? Air France is available. If you're an elite member with Air France, if you have a silver status or a gold status, then you have even um, some uh, expanded availability, which is great. So if you have if you have your own Air France miles or if you know a friend that's, let's say, an elite member, um, and you could transfer some of your Amex points to his Air France account and use it that way. That's great if, you know, if the flight you want is only available with their account. Air France has sometimes a sale. Every quarterly or something, they come out with um, discounted routes. So sometimes instead of business being 62 and a half, it's like 48 and change, which is even better. It's, it's, it's a good deal. Nice. Um, you talked about Paris to Tel Aviv. So it is um, only very few airlines have a business class that's a live flight seat on that route. The Air France looks like they do they they do a Airbus 320, which is like a regular three by three plane. So the, the seats are not going to be live flat. Um, so that is one thing to keep in mind. That's a four and a half hour flight, 
and you're not going to have a proper business class there. You're just going to have like a domestic style business class at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not that's not wonderful. Um, yep. Going through Amsterdam, the same thing. You're going to have like a Boeing 737. It's a KLM. It's not going to be anything special. The same thing with uh, Rome. You're not going to have on that Alitalia flight. You're not going to have business. Most Europe to Tel Aviv. It could be between a three to a five, six hour flight. It's not going to have a proper business class. So the exception, a few of the exceptions are Swiss, which we talked about earlier, which is fantastic. They have a proper wide body jet and they all have a proper business class as well as British Airways, which we'll get to soon. So really in the Sky team, I can't really think of any airlines that go all the way through with business. But hands down, you got to use your... Air France, Miles, Flying Blue. Um, I don't see any other proper options. Delta, forget about it. Yeah, who else? Can you think of any? No, I can't. But I, I also kind of wanted to to get to uh, get to the whole kind of direct versus the stopover. So what we've been talking about now is where you find availability, primarily using Miles, going in business, stopping over in Europe for a little bit. But most of the clients that I work with. If they're the type that are going to want to pay business, you know, they really value the direct. And many would even much rather do, you know, a premium economy direct than business with a stopover. So for that type of client, what would you, you know, what are some of the strategies both kind of, you know, well, let's start with Miles. So, yeah, so that gets, that gets extremely tough. So say you're going out of... Uh, New York City to Tel Aviv. So you have three airlines that go direct. You have El Al, which is on the line. There's no, there's very few miles options. We'll get to that. You have United, um, and you have Delta. So Delta, you're never going to find Saber miles available. It's always going to be high miles. Let's just take a random date. I'm going to go Delta.com. I'm going to do a one-way from JFK to Tel Aviv. I'm going to do it for... Let's say that same first week in February. Um, do flexible dates, miles. Let's see what comes up. I bet it's going to be at least 150,000 miles for the one-way Delta One you know, with stops nonstop. All right, here we go. Every single date that week is 225,000 miles one way. So yeah, so you- it's there, there's availability, <laughs> but... You know, you're much, much, much better off paying cash. Right. So it's, you know, even a cheap date is 190. I cannot see any dates in the calendar that are less than 190 for this, which is outrageous uh, beyond belief. And Delta's not changing. So close in, it's 225, 295. Far out, it's maybe 190 at best. So Delta, I would never advise to use Delta Miles unless. It's a one-way in business, and a one-way is always going to be very expensive, which might cost you, it might be five to $6,000. Then we can talk about using your Delta Miles. Never a great deal, that's for sure. So we're down with, we're, we're back to LL and United. So let's talk United, okay? So United is, how do I say this? Maybe one day a month, if you're lucky, one, two days a month, you'll <laughs> Saver availability, and you'd have to watch out for it. It's, it's. I guess you can gauge 
you want it, if you want it for prime dates, you can forget about it. If you want it for uh, low dates and you, let's say, have a way to check on expert flyer that there's a lot of seats available in revenue or you just see the price is low, <clears throat> it might open up, but it's, it's a far, it's a far cry. It's not, not something that you can rely on. Mm-hmm. So then there's any time miles, which is 175 away, which is outrageous. I would never advise someone to use 170 United miles to go on a one-way flight from New York, from Newark to Tel Aviv. So yeah, if you want to go, then there's El Al. El Al could have availability. I'm not extremely familiar with their mileage program. Yeah, so they're I, they're a transfer partner of Amex, maybe of someone else. Very very bad value. Don't you know? As a general rule, don't use them. <laughs> so anyway, the, the the JFK route is operated by an old older plane, the triple seven or the seven forty seven, which has the older business class product, which is not nothing to write home about. The Newark to Tel Aviv has the, the seven eighty seven. Uh, and that's supposedly very nice. I think Zach, El Al miles could be good sometimes. They could be good sometimes. Uh, yeah, you, you, you'll, know, you'll know more than me. Uh, I guess from New York to Tel Aviv specifically, I've looked at like several different kind of cases, and it's always been like super, super not good. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that I've done it too many times. Maybe literally a handful. But mm-hmm. um, the transfer for membership rewards, I want to say, you know, maybe 100,000 membership rewards equivalent would get you a one-way flight to Israel sometimes. And depending on the time, sometimes tickets are very expensive online and there's availability or sometimes you just need a one-way and you're doing around, a you know, the way back, you're doing Europe or something, you're doing you're doing a complicating itinerary and you, you do need just the one way pays sometimes it's it, you keep it in the op, in your list of options. That's all I'm saying. The next thing is they have a partner Quantas. Yes. Yeah. That's right now the best way I think to, to use miles is my understanding. If you're not coming from the U S so it's tricky. I, I know you were able to book it um, with Qantas and then they stopped. But I think on the phone you could book or you might be able to book Qantas for something like uh, – the rates are a lot better than, than a lot of that for sure. Yeah, I know but right I, now uh, Ben ben Schlappig or Lucky of One Mile at a Time, he's in Israel. And he was able to fly the uh, 787, their new what looks like pretty nice business class product using a, a, Qantas, a Qantas miles. Yep. I, I read his trip report. He had a nice review. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually, I think he, he just left today or yesterday. Oh, okay. To London. Yeah. That's what I saw on his blog. So those, we covered the three direct options, direct. If you're doing it in advance, always, almost always go with the cash. LL miles once in a while or Qantas miles, United miles once in a great while. Though United, the one other thing you want to keep in mind is they have a flight to San Francisco. So if you're doing, if you live in the West Coast, I think the San Francisco route has more availability. And it's a 787. It's the older business class. I don't know too much about it. 
but I the West Coast people like like that route. They some reason they they like the San Francisco route. Well, it's, it's direct. Nice. It's hard to be direct. Right. I'm talking even people that live in L.A. or Denver, and they they just like that United through San Francisco. Um, I see. Well, L.A. There's one direct flight, right? L.L. has a direct flight. Yeah, but it's always expensive, and it's always yeah. like. I don't know. People just don't like it. I, yeah. I, I, I hate LL. So I, I, I can empathize with them. I've never flown them to hate them or to like them, honestly. Yeah. Well, I've flown, I've flown them twice and I've been denied boarding once, but that's, that's another story. Good. <laughs> we'll have to, uh, we'll have to make a podcast. Just, just sure. I'll link, I'll link, I'll link in the, in the show notes. I actually, my first thing I wrote for the points guy wasn't actually while working for them. It was this reader success story about using miles after getting night boarding from an all flight. So I'll, I'll link to that. Cool. I would love to hear about that, but I guess not right now. Yeah. Yeah. So Save for another time. what, what didn't we cover Zach? I think, uh, well, I think we let, talked about, yeah, I think, I think we covered, we covered business pretty heavily. And I think the main takeaway here is if you're if you're savvy, you should pretty rarely use miles when traveling to Israel. And if you, and if you are going to use miles, uh, it's very rare you're going to get you know a good rate on a direct flight. But now, what about what about the people that are not looking to book, book business class? Maybe maybe they have a uh, they really want to fly direct from New York, so that kind of limits them in terms of Delta and United slash maybe LL. But again, you can't recommend that airline to anyone <laughs> what about what about the economy bookings economy miles is never a good option simply because cash tickets far out are under a thousand or just over a thousand yeah. even hot hot days in the summer it's thirteen seventy nine. I think is the, is the the highest it goes for the for the low. For, I'm talking for the lowest fare class. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you and miles is never a good option. United, for, uh, I think, is forty two and a half thousand miles per way per direction if it's available, which it, which it is sometimes. Uh-huh. But we're talking eighty five thousand miles plus some taxes. It's never a good option because because that that ticket in cash is is a thousand twelve hundred thirteen hundred fourteen hundred it's still barely worth it so delta miles forget about it's the cheapest is ever it's it's fifty thousand each way it's a hundred thousand miles plus tax it's never a good option allow I don't know their program that well but they do have some sales once in a while it's a tricky system but a loss and dance could be good for could be good or could be good for a one way if tickets are expensive, but miles is just never great for economy, or it's never even good. It's at best once in a while it's a fair option. Yeah, uh, so I, in, I, for for super last minute tickets it can be good. So I you know when I when I was denied boarding there was a Delta flight and I really needed to get there the next I had a concert the next day really wanted to get there in time and. The the next the only other flight that left well there are two flights left that day the only one with availability left both cash or miles was a Delta flight and it was going for eighteen fifty one way and then I was able to redeem it for fifty thousand miles so fifty thousand miles one way is not great 
but you know, when you're in a situation like that, where I was able to, you know, not leave the airport, not leave the secure area and still kind of do it. That's kind of when miles, you know, came through for me. Wow. You know what, Zach? I'm actually, I'm actually remembering this story. I think I read your story online. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> yeah. You had, you had a guitar or something? A trumpet. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember, <laughs> I remember reading this like about uh, a year and a half ago or something, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the issue for them that, you know, I was, I was a security risk because I was flying one way to Israel and then my return flight was one way from Jordan. So, you know, that's, that was, that was a problem to put it mildly. So as a piece of advice to people traveling to Israel, like that want to go to Israel and Jordan in the same trip, do a round trip from wherever you're going to. It'll be just easier in terms of like security stuff and also uh, generally a lot cheaper cash or miles wise. So especially like, let's say you want to do this trip where you're going to go, go to Jordan and go to Israel. What I recommend to people is to, even if you want to maybe spend more of your time in Israel, do the, the round trip in business to Amman from New York, which will be nonstop on a very nice carrier that blows, you know, maybe not LL's new product, but definitely LL's old product and Delta and United. Again, all these people are getting new products, so I don't want to say blow out of the water. Blow all their old products out of the water and definitely a very good product competitive with, you know, the Delta One, the Polaris, the new LL product. And you can book that pretty regularly for 120,000, whatever transferable point currency to Cathay Pacific's Asia Miles program. So you transfer 120,000 Chase points, 120,000 Amex points. You wouldn't want to do SBG, but City points. And then the last, I've booked this flight twice for myself now. And the taxes were in the low 300s at one time and in the high 200s the other time. And then, you know, that's that's a much better redemption than you could ever get on a nonstop flight to Israel. So if you're going to go to Jordan anyways, do that. And if you were going to go to Jordan anyways, you know, give me a call and I could, I could try to convince you. It's a, it's a, it's a nice place. A lot of similarities with Israel. Haha, <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> I get you there. I've, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard great things about the, the Royal Jordanian. I've heard everyone's, yeah. everyone's satisfied. Everyone's not just satisfied. They're more than satisfied. And the, the service is great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the kosher food compares to LL, but the the lamb that I had was quite good. It's always garbage. Whatever you get kosher food on the <laughs> on the plane, it's not it's not nothing to write home about. You got to always yeah. uh, BYOK. Bring your own kosher. <laughs> you got a bumper sticker that says that? It's like a it's like a slang uh, <laughs> word that's thrown around between. Uh, Guys that keep kosher and always joking about it. And <laughs> yeah. But, so uh, what is what is a what is a guy like Dan, you know Dan of Dan's deals? What do, what do, what do all the the keeping kosher travel hackers do with all in all the lounges and everything? It's that that's where like half your value comes from. <laughs> so yeah, so so it's actually, it's actually a bummer. I, I was I was talking about it with, with someone. Uh, basically, the, the one of the huge like. Uh, you know, enjoyable parts on the business class and first class is the food and the drinks, if you drink. But then he talks about a lot. He he has posts here and there about how he always, you know, orders out from, let's say he's a big United guy. So he always flies out of Newark 
So he has his like one kosher place nearby that delivers the <laughs> And then they wrap it for him, so he like he gets the the staff to heat it up in their oven, and it's wrapped, so it's fine. And uh, or he or there's always like talk about what's the best uh, kosher food in the and the on the airline. It, it's like this European brand or something. The meals out of U.S. like they always they're they're always bad. Um, and yeah, there's always, there's always just this like you know where to get kosher food in this airport and that airport. There's a thread on on, on Danziel's forums. There's a thread about kosher food in in the lounges. Some some of them do, or some of them you can pre-order kosher, or the ones that Elal flies into, like in the U.S., like Newark and Boston, JFK. They have some kosher options. So if you're in, if you're, you know, if you network with the other guys that do it, then um, it's 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 easier than just going into it cold. Yeah, this doesn't this does not surprise me, but it was nice to learn the kind of the a few of the specifics about it. I'm sure there's there's more tricks of the trade abroad as well. I'm sorry, what you you said? Well, I I was saying. Uh, this does not surprise me, but it was nice to learn some of the, the tricks of the trade, and I, I'm, I'm sure there's uh, even more options abroad, kind of clever, clever ways to, to get the hot kosher meal. Right, right. You always, you always gotta, you can never take it for granted that they're gonna load your kosher meal on the plane. You always gotta have a backup. Um, yeah. You always gotta, you know. Let's see. One last point about the Royal Jordanian. Um, I think it's seventy thousand American miles. And there's no fuel surcharges. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so that's super solid. Uh, and more people are going to have, you know, American miles and just be able to do that than maybe kind of deal with the Asia miles, which is not an instant tra- not an instant transfer. Right. The Asia miles is not is not. You're right. Absolutely. And with American, you can even hold the award for for at least you know two to five days, depending how close in to the ticket it is. Yeah. For sure. All right, Zach. Did we? Let's see. What else about the? What about? What else about U.S. to Tel Aviv and, and business or coach? Did we not cover? I don't know. I think. Uh, I think we're good. I think. I think. Hopefully, our audience has maybe a few more tools now to get get the good deal, get the good deals. And actually, while we were recording this, I actually booked a flight from New York to Tel Aviv for a client. All cash, six hundred dollars. One and a half hour layovers in Rome. So you know, if you're trying to if you're trying to to use cash and you are booking a couple months plus in advance, you know, you could regularly get these deals. That's right. If, if you're, yeah, there's there's, there's usually six seven hundred bucks Turkish, Alitalia. There's uh, there's and good Turkish deals. and Alitalia are nice. You know, it's like it's not like you know when I've booked flights to Israel for like in the high four hundreds or five hundreds and I'm going through, you know, Kiev or Moscow like these. Turkish and Alitalia are nice, nice airlines. That's uh, that's what I'm told. Uh, I've, I've actually, you mentioned Aeroflot through Russia. I've, I've had good experiences with, with them. People oh, specifically <laughs> ask for it. Hmm? Wow. Tell me what's up? Yeah. Well, I've 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 taken it. I've taken it once, and it was just anything but that. And <laughs> um, through Kiev or through Moscow? Both. My, my experience with Ukrainian International Airlines and Aeroflot have both been. I guess Aeroflot was better in comparison, but that wasn't saying much. Got it. Wow. Okay. 
I guess they're they're not consistent. It's a popular it's a popular airline for people flying U.S. to to Tel Aviv. That's that that I can say for sure. It's a popular, very popular airline for that route. Yeah, well, they're consistently the cheapest. Consistently the cheapest, but also like you know, just in retrospect, it's you know, I wouldn't necessarily try to save between a hundred and two hundred dollars on a flight if that means like a layover that's you know five hours longer and a total travel time that's like eight or nine hours longer. But again, that's just me. Right, for sure. No, absolutely, I would never do that as well. Just you have some people that are going with their family, five six that, people it adds up. Yeah, yeah, and they can barely yeah. afford it as is. So you know, they're they're more they're interested to, to do the cheapest option. Of course, of course. Okay, thank you so much for your time today, Jason. Absolutely, Zach. It was really nice to cover this. This is a fantastic uh, discussion. I, I enjoyed it.